0: Shade at Black Girls Texting. I know y'all see my text, you better answer me back.
1: I'm Chels Pinky, also known as the Washing Machine Queen. I'm classically trained. Me, 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 me. It's Glenn at Betsy Brat.
0: Wow, you did us? Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.
1: Give yourself a round of applause for making it out. <laughs> Thank you. Um, In case you didn't know, we are Black Girls Texting, we host a weekly podcast, it comes out every Wednesday on everywhere there's podcasts, Um, but we also love doing these live shows once a month, Uh, we love Dumbo House, so we do it here, and today we're super excited, so Glenn's going to do our intro. Yeah. So again,
0: my name is Glenn Chelsea, we have a third member, um, she's on the West Coast, and she's dying cuz she wanted to be here with you so yeah, badly. Oh my so god, the FOMO. text, she's blowing us up. So we're here of course with Lindsay People's Wagner, the editor in chief of Teen Vogue. Uh People's Wagner rose to acclaim in uh al- yeah, yes. yes. <laughs> in August Thank 2018. You, I said yet. Yes. Um, with her piece, Everywhere and Nowhere, What It's Really Like to be Black and Work in Fashion, which was a collection of testimonials from over 100 black professionals and public figures across the fashion industry. Throughout her own career, which has included work at titles such as Style.com, Beauty and the Dirt, and Oh, the Oprah Magazine, she has consistently covered topics of fashion and beauty through the lens of social justice, race, and size inclusivity. Peoples Wagner joined Teen Vogue as editor-in-chief in in October 2018 from her previous role at The Cut, replacing Philip Picardi at the helm of the publication. And she has bolstered the publication in its existing vision of astutely covering politics, social issues, and inclusive sexual health advice alongside popular culture, fashion, and beauty. Girl, that's a (laughs) bio. (laughs) Woo! Wow. We're so happy you're here. Thank you. And she just hopped off the jumbo
2: jet from Paris. And I can be here with I'm a little jet lagged, so <laughs> forgive me guys, but we're going to do this.
0: Yes, Thank we are. You. All right, so we are Black Girls Texting. Um, we like to explore the sanctity of the group chat. Mm-hmm. Uh, our, our theory is that, you know, in the past, people like to associate the conversations, raw, honest conversations happening between black women as happening in the hair salon, which they still do, but on the daily, they're happening in our group chats. So we right. want to know a little bit about your group chats and your texting. So do you have a group chat? Many, too many, yes. Wait, it's what too many to keep lines. up with now.
2: Um, well, because I'm still... Um, first of all, I've never changed my phone number, so that's probably be part of the problem. Um, I've literally had the same phone number since I was 15. Um, same. Wow. <laughs> um, so I'm still really good friends uh, with the girls that I grew up with in high school, um, and so we have a group chat... Um, and they just like make fun of me all day, which is nice. Um, and then um, from I have like a college friends kind of group chat, um, and then like different, just different ones from like people that kind of know each other in the industry that have mm-hmm. become you know circles and PR people. Like a lot of random ones. Like too honestly, too many. Yeah.
1: <laughs> who can you share like one of your like industry group chats? Like who is in that group chat? Um. What's one that somebody wouldn't mind that I say? Um, <laughs> I
2: on, mean, there's a lot the of... there's. I'm in a lot of different black girls in fashion ones. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, like, when I was just overseas, they were, they were like, who's here? That's black. Tap in. <laughs> or, who's here? Because <laughs> um, we try to do, like... I try to do some type of dinner in New York or Milan or Paris or something, like when we're all, like, at shows and just kind of need to vent and talk to each other. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, it seems like the industry, like, still has a very small group of black people.
2: Yeah, I mean, I can count on one hand how many black people are front row at shows besides me. And I think that um, that's one of the stark things. When you get when you go to shows, I think when you're here in New York, obviously shows um, are pretty diverse and that's like the beauty of New York and I love that. But as soon as I go to London, Milan and Paris, it's like, oh, there's only five of us right. here. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, it's, it's definitely different.
1: Yeah. What's your favorite emoji or gif?
2: Oh, I use the heart gif a lot.
1: Oh, so you're I loving. Yeah, I, I try Where to you're be. A Libra, right?
2: Am I loving Asia? I don't know. <laughs> You're a Libra. I am. That's why I am. I love Libras. Yeah. I am. What's Everybody tells me it's a good thing, but I don't, I'm, good I'm, thing. I don't follow astrology.
0: Sorry, guys. Oh, you don't? No. You're not a um, co-star Mm-mm. and all of that? Really? That's Mm-mm. so, like, I, th- I, th- I feel like it's I know millennials, it's thing. everybody's obsessed. No, it's just yeah. not
2: my thing, and I, I kind of feel, personally, I felt like when people get into astrology, sometimes they kind of, like, portray something that they feel like is going to happen before mm-hmm. it happens. And Glenn, I just was, you heard like, that? No, I mean, if it's your thing, I'm not bad about it. I just, I feel like I don't want to read something every day and be like, oh, this is how my day is going to go. Like, yeah. I don't want to. Yeah, I mean, science. I find a
0: way to fit everything into what they say in my horoscope. <laughs> <stuff that>. It <laughs> said I was going to meet new people. Yeah, and, like, yeah,
1: I said hi to I him. went it's outside. It's a slippery slope. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is. It's a slippery slope. Um, have you ever left a group chat? Oh, yeah. Ooh, girl. Why?
2: Because yeah. I'm not for the shits. I'll leave. I, yeah. I mean, I can't tell you which one, but I just did leave one. But yes, yeah.
0: Oh, <laughs> that is the boldest! I just love it. I've done it too. It's the best. It's yeah,
2: success. it's
1: fine. Such and such has left. That's right, it's like a, an exit, yeah. mm-hmm. an a exit. slam door. It is a <laughs> slam door. <laughs> um, so we also have another segment, and it's called On Red or Reply. Okay. So basically, how it works is if you're here for something, you reply. Okay. If you're not here for it, you leave it on red. Okay. So the first thing is my favorite, the athleisure trend. Mm.
2: On red, I mean, yeah,
1: you're not here for it. In what way? Can you specify? Like, sorry, (laughs) sneakerheads, track pants.
2: I mean, I'm here for. I think for me personally, it's not my vibe, but like other people, yeah, it's just not my thing, though.
1: Okay, so it's on on red for you. Yes. What about supporting brands who have made cultural errors, like Gucci? Prada. This is the a hard. Can you can't, this on. is a
2: hard one though. You can't either. You can't do either because I feel like there's some brands that like I would never forgive, but then there are some brands that I'm willing to have the conversation with because I don't think that. I think that there's room for growth, and I think that if we want to move somewhere, that we kind of have to have the conversation. Right. Like I would never have the conversation with Dolce, but because mm. I just think that they're inherently racist and homophobic and transphobic and just terrible people, but. Would I have the conversation with other brands? Absolutely.
0: Yeah. yeah. So wait, on better reply, cancel culture.
2: Oh. That's a good oh. one. Oh. I mean, that's also not an, e- that's also yeah. a middle ground for me because I think that um, even with our readers, I'm always very much trying to get people to understand that like I, I'm all for being outspoken. I'm all for, you know, speaking your truth, but I also don't want people to be so quick to cancel people, I do believe in forgiveness um, for the right people. And I don't want, I don't ever want to be too quick to judge and think that I'm so perfect and that I've never done anything wrong that I would, that I have the, that power to kind of cancel someone, mm-hmm. if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm terrified of like my old, my space coming up. And Yeah, I mean, some
2: people, yes, are just <laughs> ignorant and like stupid, but I do think that you have to think a little bit bigger about some things. Yeah, mm-hmm. it just depends. Agreed. Yeah,
1: there's nuance. Yes. Yeah. yeah. What about plus size mannequins? Oh yeah. Reply. Reply. Yeah. Yeah. Easy I reply. Like these are, Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's gonna f- reply to plus size mannequins, right? <laughs> okay. Or else I was gonna say you can leave. <laughs> um, what about non-POCs laying their edges? I mean, that's.
2: We're not even gonna start on the m- amount of complaints that I have about this. Like, honor it.
1: <laughs> I'm confused about this one because it is like a like a like a style, you, like you know. like a enhancement.
0: Yeah, but it's a style like it is like like fashion trends or music that are created from within our culture, right? Or not necessarily even within ours. Can we credit Black women with? I, I think a, a
2: lot of different cultures, but I think the yeah. problem with a lot of those you know, the problem with appropriation is that people don't want to just give people credit. Credit, okay. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that if you give credit, I mean, no, I don't want to see some white girl with her edges, like, that's weird. But I feel (laughs) like, I think that there's room, there's room for for error there for sure. But yeah, hard one.
0: Okay, last one. The Jacques Mousse mini Chiquito.
2: Oh, reply. I have one. (laughs) What do you put in it? nothing <laughs>
1: absolutely nothing it's a bag y'all know that's bag? exactly it's what like my
2: husband bit. said he's like what what is the point maybe
3: this there is no point I it's don't cute understand. it is
2: cute that yeah. like a lipstick yeah maybe? no
3: i mean a chapstick not even <laughs> not even a lipstick yeah it not literally a was lip-stick. a
2: chapstick and my house keys <laughs> and then my keys kind of slipped out and so i left them at home i mean my husband was at home anyway i was like you're gonna let me in the house i don't really care like it's fine
1: <laughs> okay, so our next segment, and guys, I'm going to be candid. This is the first time ever we're doing this segment. Okay. It's called IG IRL. So Instagram in real life. Uh-huh. So I'm going to show you an Instagram picture. Okay. And then I want you to give me like. My
2: Instagram is not curated, so this may be bad. Okay. It's so it's No, I no, no. It's um, not
1: here. I'm going to show you. I'm sorry for the people in the back. I'll describe it for you. Okay. Um, and then you tell me what comes to mind or if there's like a, a fun anecdote behind it. So this is the first one.
2: Oh, this is a good
1: one. So it's a woman with a hat in church.
2: Um, I mean, I grew up in church. My dad is a pastor. And so um, I just have an affinity for the way that church mothers dress. And mm. so um, I really wanted to do, they like pitched all these weird stories about Easter Sunday. Um oh, when no, I was working at the cut and I was like, no, actually I think this one would be cool. Um and my husband actually shot that. We had to go to three different churches. It was a crazy day. Um but the shoot turned out really good and I'm I'm really happy about it. I
1: haven't seen that shoot in a while. Good job. Yeah, I I pulled that one out. <laughs> um this picture. So you're with um, Oh, this is
2: from Generation Next. That's me. Anna, Ricky Thompson, Mm -hmm. Selby Mm -hmm. from Snapchat, and Emma Chamberlain. What's my antidote? When I think of that picture, I'm just really proud. I think um, our Generation Next event we basically had during September um, to put on five different designers that we found. um, And I think it was just a really big deal to me because I think that a lot of people really need help in the pipeline of trying to get into fashion, Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of the designers that we met really felt like, you know, most of the people, if you want to be a designer, you basically need to be in business almost a decade to be able to qualify for CFDA and all these other things, and I felt like, you know, I'm doing this job to really help people, and if I can help get them on a better platform and give them advice on styling and price points and who you should have do your PR and all that, um, then I'm doing halfway of a good job. And so that was a really happy moment for me. And Anna came and gave them a lot of advice and feedback, um, which doesn't happen often. So,
1: yeah. Yeah, that's huge. Um, okay, this one's making <laughs> me chuckle. Me eating pasta. <laughs> <laughs> with eating the face mask on. With, with
2: a face mask on. I mean, this is just me over it in Milan. Like, that's really all <laughs> that that is. That's not, yeah. I was just, I was tired. I was probably emailing Asia, like, get me out of here. I'm <laughs> just
1: done. Oh, Do this one. I'm gonna
2: do one more. Oh, that's my hubby. So cute. So cute. That's at uh, our friend's wedding. Joshua Kissy. He got married this summer. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's his best friend. So that was at his wedding.
0: So cute.
1: I think that's that's enough of IG in real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. So we're just gonna hop into this. Okay. So um, we know that you're fresh back from Paris for Women's Fashion Week. And, you know, overall, in this past fashion month, what were some of the trends you were seeing on the runways that you were loving, or even in street style?
2: Um, I mean, I think I was really proud to see um, our street style. Like, I'm not even trying to toot my own horn, but um, Daryl, our street style photographer, is one of the few black street style photographers that's there. Um, And he does a really incredible job of shooting all different kinds of people. I see it so many times. at shows where there'll be really amazingly dressed people of color, or you know, women who aren't sample size. And street style photographers just like look the other way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I th- and I'm really happy that Daryl makes it a point to go search um, and to photograph any you know any kind of person that is stylish. Um, but sorry, um, I'm not sure about trends. I mean, I think that. What I talked, what Ann and I talked about today, when we were talking about the shows, I felt like there were some really good shows, and then it was like, oh, this is really boring. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, there wasn't really like a gap in between it. There were some really stunning, like, like you almost kind of want to cry shows, and then there were shows that I was like, oh, this is just a white shirt, I don't need to be here. Um, (laughs) So it's a weird, it was a weird gap because it was really like excellent or terrible season. Yeah.
1: Okay, I have a question about the covers, because, like, they're back-to-back-to-back-to-back-fire. Fire. Fire. Like, fire flame emoji. You you know, the Coco cover, I was just like, oh, my God. Like, I don't know why it made me feel some type of way, but I was like... She's, like, the sweetest little baby. And also, like, this beautiful, like, yeah. Anyways, and then, you you know, the most recent one is of Beanie Fieldston. Mm -hmm. Do you ever feel, like, some sort of pressure to, like, outdo yourself, like... You know, it's like being an artist, having to put out multiple hot singles.
2: Yeah, all the time. Um, if you came to my weekly therapy sessions, my therapist always tells me I'm too hard on myself. Um, Snaps but I think for it's therapy. A good, yeah, therapy's <laughs> great. Um, I mean, in healthy doses, I feel like I deal with it. Um, but I take I take the responsibility really seriously, and so I think that's rea- where it comes from. I think a lot of people... Um, I think a good example is like our young Hollywood lineup. A lot of people, when they're like, "Oh, we're gonna do a lineup or portfolio of different people," they just go out to like the top PR people and are like, "Who should we put in this?" Um, as like a favor to the PR people, or you know, to just like be aligned with like big names. And for me, it was like, no, I really want to put in people that we really care about, that I'm really passionate about, and that I know really need this. Um, and like. Jarell Drum hadn't even been on the cover until we put him on the cover, and that's wild to me because Moonlight was the shit. And then it was like, I had seen, I I had saw when they see us earlier than everybody else, obviously, but um, it was just kind of weird to me that even when that came out, like more people weren't jumping on him and more yeah. people weren't like excited about him and how incredible of an actor he is, um, and a lot of those things, that's really why I take it so seriously and I am so hard on myself because I know how big of a deal that is to him mm-hmm. and to his career path and to be able to say that he was on a cover and then, you know, winning an Emmy and all of that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's hard, but um, it's it's hard in a good way,
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, like it's a big
0: responsibility, but you understand the impact
1: yeah. of it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I feel like you're doing, like, an incredible job, but does it ever feel like I don't know. Even at work, on my day to day, like I'm like, shit. I want to speak up about this, but that could hinder X or Y. Do you ever go through that um. internal debate?
2: Yes and no. I think that um, now in my old age, I'm going to be 29 in two weeks. Girl, uh, very young. <laughs> <laughs> I feel really, really old. Like it's kind of, I fashion ages you yeah i feel like all this stuff that i've been through i'm like i wouldn't write a memoir right now because i do think that i'm too young to. but i could of all the things that have happened um but i think that um i've just gotten to the point where i know that i have to do what i have to do for myself and that it's bigger but that it's also bigger than me um Mm -hmm. i think that it's hard because a lot of times what you guys see um, people post about on Instagram or people say um, there's so much going on behind the scenes that you have no idea how hard it is. You have no idea the conversations and you have no idea how fake people are Mm -hmm. and say shit on Instagram, but then don't actually want to do that when it comes down to it. And so I do get tired of being that person. Absolutely. Um, I don't, I don't love being the only person a lot of times that will go all the way with speaking up. Um, but I also very much feel like um, this job isn't, it's, it's what I do and I'm and I'm really excited about it, but it's not who I am. Um, and I think that for me it's always like if I can't do all these things, if I can't speak up, if I can't make the work that I wanna make, that's, then I don't need it. and. I will go back to waitressing and doing all the other things that I had to do when I first moved to New York because I don't come from a wealthy family and I had to bust my butt. Um, and so I'm always just like, it's great and I love it, but also like I'm I'm doing this for reasons that are not superficial. So I'm not, it, it's just harder. And, and when you don't, when you are scared to speak up, I think it makes it even harder. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I don't think it always has helped. Um, so, yeah, that was a long answer. But yeah. No, it's real. No,
0: yeah, It makes me think a lot of just about the importance of integrity and, yeah, being but honest. It, but and it's scary. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean,
2: I say things now that, honestly, it took me a while to get to. Um, and I've had this conversation. A few years ago, I had, like, a bunch of black girls just, like, come to my apartment. And I don't even remember what happened... For me to do this, I literally was just like, "Hey, come to my house!" Like, didn't know <laughs> these people. This was, seems like a weird idea now, but um, <laughs> I literally sure. was just like, Does "Hey, come same? to my apartment. <laughs> Let's all talk right. about being black in fashion. Let's just do this." Um, and I remember a specific discussion. One of my one of my good friends um, that I interned with. She was. Talking about how you know how when she had been approached about things and how when she had dealt with things she was always just very quick to shut people down, um, and I think that a lot of times I tried not to judge people in that because I think it takes growth, it takes time. I'm not in the situation where I'm like going off every day, no. But I do feel like, yeah, when I was so when I was an assistant. Um, I had a lot of really uncomfortable conversations of being called the N-word and asking if my parents were slaves and like weird shit. Girl. But <laughs> now when I see those people, obviously I'm like, I'm not with the shits, go away from me. But I think what? it's also cause just because I'm older and I'm not it's not even the job. It's just more so that I think I'm more equipped with the language of being confident in myself and just being mm-hmm. like, I don't actually like need your approval or to explain to you why. Um, so I, th- I think it's just everybody's journey is just different in that. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, sorry, has that always been a part of your personality or a part of you, or did it come with the title of, I mean, let's face it, your editor editor-in-chief of Teen Vogue?
2: Yeah, but titles are titles. I think, it honestly, it was with time. Okay. It was with time. Um time. You just grow out of some things, and I happen to grow out of the bullshit. Mm. Really Ooh, I well. like that.
0: <laughs> Wait, so can you touch on a little bit more about your journey? I think I read that you graduated college at 17. Is that? No. no oh, I'm okay. That was on WikiLeaks. I saw that somewhere. No, I went to school prod- early.
2: <laughs> That's what, yeah. I went to oh, school early. Yes, okay, okay, yes, okay. Yes, yes. <laughs> and um, yeah, no, I went to school early. I did not graduate from no.
0: <laughs> And you're from Wisconsin? Yes, I am. Yeah. Yes, Midwest all the way. Yeah. yeah. I love ah. black folks from the Midwest. <laughs> um, and you came here as an intern.
2: Yeah, right? I started. Um, I started interning at Teen Vogue when I was seventeen, mm-hmm. um, and uh, at Fashion, fashion yeah. College. Right. Yeah, um, <laughs> and then I did that for a few years, um, and interned a bunch of different places throughout college. Um, and then it was my first job out of college as well. Yeah, so that's why. Yeah.
0: yeah. And when did you start to realize that you could use fashion as a vehicle to have these larger conversations? Mm-hmm about culture, I mean they're so inextricably linked.
2: Um. Yeah, Um, I think, so when I was at Teen Vogue, I was strictly just fashion, that was all I was doing, and then um, I remember just feeling like this cannot be it for me, and I also um, was only getting paid $7 an hour, and so I was working three jobs at the time, and I just felt like I was like working my ass off like, why am I doing this just to like check in clothes like this is not the equivalent. Um, so then I left and went to style.com, which is now vogue.com um, and um, that was w- where I was able to write a little bit more, um, be more involved in shows and behind the scenes things. and um, I've always been really blessed to have really amazing bosses. Um, mm. I've never had a I've never had a black boss, but I've always had a really amazing, bosses who have been, um, who've just seen something more in me and given me the opportunity. And so at the time I was working for Rachel Wang um, and she was like, I just think you're ready. I don't think you need to be doing this anymore. And she had heard about the job at the Cut New York Magazine and I gave it like six months. Like when I first started, I was very just like whatever they wanted me to do, I just did. And then I came to them. I remember it was in January and it was freezing out and nobody was going to come in and they happened to come in, and I made this whole presentation. I was like, "I want to do stuff about size inclusivity and diversity, and da da da." And they were like, "Okay, like you still do the <laughs> other things that we hired you to do, but you can also do this." Um, and yeah, I mean that's when I was able to actually like have a platform to that I felt like comfortable enough to to write in. Yeah, yeah.
0: and you touched on not having a black boss, but now you are a boss, and I know you've been yeah. very like. Uh, deliberate about bringing on black women and women of color mm-hmm. um, so tell tell us about like what it's like to be a leader in that space and yeah
2: um, i mean it's it's a lot harder than I thought. I will tell you that um, I think that i mean it's a lot of different things um, i'm the only black executive we have, and i'm not that old, so I do feel like I get um, looped into a lot of things that are really, um, that could really change people's lives and I take that really seriously. Um, but I don't think, for me it's like very, it's very easy to talk about hiring people of color and I think that it's it's a really telling thing when you see a woman of color in a job and they haven't hired other women of color. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was like a non-negotiable for me and, um. And also, like, in, and not in a way of, like, hiring them to be, like, oh, I want to be in competition with this person and whatever. Like, hiring them because you actually really want to help people and, like, put them on, um, yeah. which which I don't see too often.
0: No, I know. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm a writer uh, in the sort of literary space, and there's always these conversations. Like, there can't be more than one of us. Like, if a black girl had a, a memoir that season, like, nobody else is going to write a <laughs> memoir that year. You can't yeah. do it. There's only room for one. Yeah. And I'm sure, you know, with such limited roles uh, and within fashion, same type of competition. And the way it breeds that between us as black women is like so unfortunate.
2: Yeah, it's sick, it yeah. really is. It's, it's really unfortunate because it's still so prevalent and you would, I mean, it's so stupid, but it really is this like crabs in a bucket, like I cannot help you put you on because that will dim my shine. Um, yeah. So,
0: yeah. And it's it's like no choice of our own, really. I mean it is, but it, I mean of the it's conditional.
2: It's conditional, but now I'm like we're too over to this. Like yeah, get over we're, it. And we're
1: smart, smarter than that. Yes. Um, but I actually got into like a little Instagram debate and Glenn knows mm. with this woman who basically posted like uh, you know, a stop influence stop, her. stop reaching out to me and asking me for help like I have my own shit going on, which is understandable. Um She literally said that. Yes, yeah. she was like, "Don't hit me up um, and ask
0: me to pick my brain." <laughs>
1: Yeah, she said, stop asking me <laughs> yeah. to pick I'm my sorry, brain. i sorry, that's not funny. It's and no, like crazy. my, so I, I felt compelled to reach out to this woman that I don't know. And like, I was stop. like, I was like, with all due respect, like you're in a place that a lot of women aspire to be and you're like super inspirational and aspirational. And some of us don't have that network. Like I can't call on my aunt or my mother to help me get this job. So mentorship is extremely important for black women. Let's Yeah, for black women, and so someone at some point turned around and reached out an arm to you. So Had it is have. your duty to do that yeah. as well. So what advice do you have for you know women who are looking for mentors, and how can you reach out to someone who is in a place that you hope to one day be in?
2: I mean, I think it's hard because I think the best mentorships are organic, and it's honestly. It's hard because I think it also has to be a two-way street. It can't just yeah. be somebody constantly asking you mm-hmm. for shit because then it does feel like... Uh, wha- like It does feel a little taxing, um, mm-hmm. which may not be the right word, but I think the... Um, don't think there's anything wrong with reaching out to people i just think you also have to take into consideration how many other people they may already be mentoring mm-hmm. and i think also people tend to reach out to the same people because they're like oh they have a following whatever um a lot of the people that have helped me have been laterally on my same level mm-hmm. um and i mean i mean i have had really great bosses who've also been a great help but i think the it's hard. I've never, I've never gotten help from a black woman by like reaching out to her. Like that never worked for me. Really? They never, they never wanted to help me, which is fine. I was. This worked for me. I was really. <laughs> I went through this really hardcore phase of being upset about it. I cried about it for years.
1: Yeah.
2: I like wanted to work at a black publication so badly. They would never hire me. I went for interviews all the time. They were like, no, no, no. Mm. Um. So I've been there. I just think that I, I don't know. It's hard. Cause yeah. I think that it is the responsibility and duty, but you also kind of don't know the backstory a lot of times. Um, but I also think just a, a response or like a coffee is not a terrible thing,
1: right? And I would advise like to also come with your research. Like, don't just come up to someone like, "How can you help me?" But again, some of us are not taught that yeah. etiquette, and I feel like we have to be understanding of that, you know. Um, but speaking of mentors, I know you talk about your mom and your grandma a lot. Mm-hmm. What advice have they imparted on you that you take with you day-to-day, everywhere you go?
0: Um,
2: I don't like to talk about my grandmother. Um, okay, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> I just start crying. Um, my grandmother was my best friend growing up, um, and um, we were just always really close, um, and so I think that... Um, her resilience was always something that I really admired. Um, She was a single mom of five kids. She busted her ass, um, but she was the best dressed person I'd ever seen. Um, And she was the person that actually taught me how to sew and crochet and knit. She would take me to um, this black senior citizen center for the senior citizen center for black women. um, And I would just sit with them all day and make rugs, and sweaters, and (laughs) hats. And um, that was a lot of my childhood, and I I really always cherish that, because she worked in a steel factory by day, but she really had this amazing um, sense of style that I really liked, but just her personality was just so much more bold than mine, um, and I always really admired that. And I think that my mother um, is, She's the best mom. She really is. Um, But I think she also, when I came into fashion, was very worried about me Um, because, as she puts, I'm just a nice person. (laughs) And, um, you know, you can easily get run over in the industry and people can have all these really crazy intentions. Um, And... When I started to really like fashion, and like I was like I, I was the girl that like loved to watch the Sex and the City and The Hills and all of that, and oh my God. she was very much just like, "What are you gonna do though? Like, what are you what are you gonna do? Like, these are all these things; these are all white women who are skinny and have nothing to do with your life. Like, what are you gonna do?" Um, and she was really the person that pushed me to think about my own place in it. So, yeah,
0: yeah, that's and look so how that paid off. Yeah. <laughs> Right. That's awesome. <laughs> Wait, just I want to circle back really quick because I had the same sort of relationship with my grandmother. Always loved her style. When she passed, I got, like, a giant Ziploc bag full of clip-on earrings and all sorts of gold oh baubles and yeah. things. Tell us more about her style. Like, if there's one thing you could...
1: Um,
2: I mean, she was just really classic and timeless. Um, she wore... she. I mean, that... She also that's where I got my affinity for dresses so much. She always was like the full like dresses, gloves, socks, like all the accessories. Um, uh, and I just always loved that. Like I always really admired that cause she didn't have money, but she mm-hmm. was decked out. Like it mm-hmm. was, and that, that was, I think, you know, when you're introduced to actual style and someone who can actually put things together from the goodwill that has no money, I think you're always going to be really enamored by that. Um, yeah. But
1: yeah. Love it. Yeah, I love that. Um just moving subjects a bit, can you tell us about Teen Vogue Summit and like what's so special about it this year and what you're most excited about?
2: Ooh, summit is gonna be lit, y'all. <laughs> um I'm really excited because um last year when we did summit we were able to have Serena Williams and that was that was amazing. But I um when I started I basically like had to kind of do summit already planned and so um, I think a lot of different things have changed. I made sure the price point is more affordable so that um, people of color can actually attend and it's not super crazy expensive. Um, we're gonna do a lot of like rooted in LA moments. Um, we're working with uh, Lauren Conrad, uh, not Lauren Conrad. talking <laughs> <laughs> <Spoken> about <laughs> the Lauren <hills>. <laughs> London uh, <laughs> and Nipsey Hussle's team to do like an actual oh, LA awesome. moment. Oh, wow. um, I really want to, to honor it and it to be something that is really like rooted in the identity of LA and the culture there. Um, but it's a long list of so many people. Um,
0: I'm not even gonna start because it's like a long list of people, but it's, yeah.
2: it's a really good lineup. So
0: Yeah, this, the conference space seems to really be growing and it's really dope to offer that opportunity for, especially in, I think in the Teen Vogue Summit for young girls, younger women to come.
2: Yeah, together. but it's good people. Yeah. I don't want to waste people's time, and <laughs> I don't want people just to be like, work hard. Like that's stupid. I right. want people to actually have something to you say. You know, because so. people be
0: having their notebooks ready to take the yeah. notes. Yeah. I'm like, right. All right. Yeah, you work never hard. know whose life you're gonna change. Right. So. Exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, so we have a segment called "What Would You Do?" Okay. And oh, I, you we haven't to ask sang in one? so long. Oh yeah. We okay. always do. Do you know the s- City High? What would you do yeah. if your son was at, at home? Yeah. Crying I, all I was like, where alone, are you going with this? In the in this? Bedroom, <laughs> but You got to join us. Right. I, I, my my throat is sore, guys. Sleep with a man for a little bit of a <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So it's our segment where we get like listener letters or emails or text. and they kind of ask for advice. But especially when we have someone on, we like to hear their perspective. So this one, they said Dear BGT, I just got a new job that will require me to dress up for the very first time. I bought one, out- one outfit that I use on every single one of my interviews. I am by no means a fashion girl, and if it were up to me, I would just wear sweats and sneakers every single day, but I cannot for this new office environment. While the job I was hired for is pretty high paying, I am still paying off a ton of school loans and really don't feel like buying a whole new, fa- a whole new wardrobe. Um, what advice can you offer about revamping my wardrobe on a budget?
2: I mean, I think there's so many options. I don't think that everybody has to wear, I mean, when I was at Teen Vogue, I was always, um, there was a gap across the street in Times Square, and I would always be in that gap store, I mean, like, is there something on sale that I can buy, that I can wear to work? I didn't come from money, so I've never been like, oh, only the Chanel will do, like, that's (laughs) not a real thing. But I don't think, I mean, I also think there's a lot more options now. Like, I think, like, the Rent, the Runaway subscriber stuff is actually really nice. Um, I feel like um, there's a lot of cute stuff on Depop and thrifting. Like, I feel like there's a lot more options now where it doesn't have to just be, like, going to Zara. Um, But I think there's a lot of options. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I would agree. And I also feel like it's interesting what you said about your grandma about, like, when you have style, like, you don't necessarily need to have the brands or the labels. So just try Goodwill. Yeah. I feel like that's an option, too. Hell,
0: yeah. I love some thrifting.
1: Yeah, you Smart do okay. love thrifting. There's a yeah.
2: good, I mean, there's good, it depends on which location, but there are some good Buffalo exchanges, depending on location. Do you have a
1: location suggestion? Yes, but
2: I'm not telling y'all, because I don't want you to go. Oh, I'm kidding. On, you just said you were going to give us the resources, girl. <laughs> no, it's the one on Borum Place. It's in Brooklyn. And now they're not going to have no more good stuff because um, we're going to all be up in there. Because <laughs> it's not like the Williamsburg one, they, like everything in there is like mad expensive. And you're like, what are these yeah, prices? Right. Um, but that one has like actually good stuff
1: um, that's not crazy expensive. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Wait, Glenn, did you want to ask that other, the other? Oh, what was the other one? No, okay. okay. I thought that's why you gave me a look. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's interesting doing a live show versus being in a studio because I literally have to like read her mind. I know, I'm trying to
0: read your mind too, though. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, so now we want to open it up, to in everyone, if, if anyone has like an audience question or something that's on your mind. Yeah. Uh, all right, Friday.
2: Okay, okay. Hello, Lindsay. My name is Friday. Um, I have a question in regards
1: to that transition that you had to go through, I guess like mentally and spiritually, when you went from just being Lindsay to being editor in chief, like how did you have to prepare for that? Because it seems like
2: it would make me very anxious. I'd be afraid of just going places and people, everyone knowing who I am, who I was. So how was that for you? I mean, it's weird, I'll tell you that. but I really tried to remain as normal Lindsay as possible. I don't wanna be this weird version of myself and I think that, um, I don't know, even like, I mean, it's nice, but I don't, I think that my best quality is that I'm smart, but I don't think that highly of myself. I'm like, I I think that I have a lot to bring to the table and I think that I'm really smart, but I'm also not out here like, oh my God, I deserve this, I should be doing this, whatever. I just wanna work hard and make good work and that's that's all that I really care about. And so I think when, I'm best when I'm just like tunnel vision focusing on that and not worrying about, yeah, yeah, because it doesn't really matter. It's not really real a lot of times anyway, yeah.
1: Awesome. Hi, Lindsay. Hi. My name is Mame. Um, question, how do you feel about, or I guess how do you respond to colorism in the fashion industry? Or in the journalism editorial
2: world? I was just talking about this in the car. Woo! Okay. Uh, How do I answer this? Um, It's really, really unfortunate. Um, And it's hard to explain to people because I think that a lot of people in the industry um, still think colorism is not a thing which yeah. is really wild to me. Um, and I think it always puts me in a weird predicament because I am very vocal about those things and I think it's it. I'm also always a person that wants to explain all of these nuances to people that don't understand it. But I think um, it's honestly only been hard because I think that some people really don't believe that it exists and don't wanna hear that it does exist. Um, they're kind of like, oh, we put w- we put a black girl in here. We did this, like whatever. Like, don't want to hear it. Um, I really can't
1: be friends with someone
2: if they don't believe in colorism. No, yeah, but it's like, I mean, these are my friends. These are people I work with. Yeah, mm. very very big difference. Um, so I think I mean it's hard, but it's something that yeah, I will always fight to the death for. And like, I they think it's honestly still an early conversation of people actually understanding that colorism is real, mm-hmm. which I know sounds crazy, but.
1: Yeah, thank you. thank you. I don't know who watches Basketball Wives, but I'm done after oh this season. Oh my God! I don't get into Basketball Wives. I'm done after this season. The way how they're treating OG, it makes me very uncomfortable. I don't watch Basketball Wives. I'm sorry. Well, I think Girl. there's some colorism happening on the this season. hundred <laughs> percent. I'm done. hundred <laughs> percent. Don't watch it.
0: <laughs> Hi, Lindsay. My name is Paige. I'm wondering,
2: throughout your entire career, what has been the most challenging thing that you've had to face, and what has been the most rewarding thing? Hmm. I'll start with the good thing. Um, I think rewarding, honestly, um, hmm. I think it's been really rewarding to prove people wrong. Um, I think that, like, Issa's going to, she's one of our keynotes. Issa Rae is one of our keynotes at the summit. Um, and I remember when I was at the cut, and I begged them to let me start this column. Um, and she, Tessa Thompson was actually first person, in it, and then she was, like, the second or third person. Um, and everybody was like, uh, Even though she had already had, like, a New York Times profile, she, Insecure, had already been out. Um, Wait, Post
1: Insecure? Yeah,
2: um, it was crazy. It was well, just well, like people hesitation. just didn't, I don't know, people really didn't believe that she was as big of a deal as she should be, and yeah. um, when I shot her, all the brands that I, so basically for this column, I they let me do the column because I styled um, and also uh, would write the text for it, and... Um, it was really interesting because when I was styling her in all the clothes, like brands were like, No, we're not loaning to her. She's not on brand. She's not high-end enough. She's not our aesthetic. And I had a friend who worked for um, like a retailer and basically would just like borrowed the clothes from the store instead. And because I am that petty, I sent it to all the brands. It was like, <laughs> Hey, you didn't loan, but like I still shot her in this look. Um, yes. and you know, here's why, you know, you should have loaned, and here's how great she looks, Um, and we became really close on that shoot, because she was, that was the first time that she had been actually, like, shot in, you know, like, runway um, clothing, and she would still talk about, like, oh my god, that shoot, like, I still love the photos, I I still love that aesthetic so much, and I think that um, that's been the rewarding thing to prove people that, not even that I know what I'm talking about, but that they don't know what they're talking about. That mm. They don't They don't take us seriously enough. Um, and I think um, the challenging thing in tandem with that has been to continue on in that fight. I think that um, every day I feel like I'm clawing up a wall, every single day. And I think that it's hard because you can't really be as transparent about it as you would like to be because people tend to make it seem like they're so woke on Instagram and then in reality aren't. And so it's hard when you really are trying to do the fight and you're fighting people that you thought you wouldn't be fighting with. Yeah.
1: Yeah. While we find the next person, I just wanted to quickly say that um, the other day it was like this big thing all over Instagram with Kirby from Pierre Moss. And your response to it was like particularly... um, I remember the, the words. Word? Make no mistake. Right, I was, I was like, like, "Wow, Ooh. like this woman is has this huge platform," and 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 I think it was a, it's a quote from uh, Kirby, where he actually said, um, "Me getting checks isn't gonna stop me from checking you." Yeah. And I feel like you exemplified that because you were like, "I mean, I'm still in this position, but I'm gonna stand strong and and hold to my truth." So I do appreciate you. Standing yeah. up for another person in the space, yeah, and just wanted to call that out because it just popped up in my head, and it's it's really exemplifying what you what we've been talking about, and like when you're in those seats of power, like stick stay holding true to you know what you mm-hmm. said you would do. Sorry. Yeah. Who's next? Oh. Hey, I'm Tyra Cersei from STL,
2: so I love the Midwest up in here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I wanted to ask a bit about. How did you go about navigating somewhat of a social scene or a personal life, um, especially when you're grinding so hard and you're, you know, you're setting an example from other people and you're welcome into all these spaces? How do you prioritize which ones to enter into? How do you find those
0: spaces, and then how are you going about comf- like creating these meaningful relationships moving forward with you being who you are and accomplishing so much?
1: Mm.
2: I mean, not to be a Debbie Downer, but it's really hard to make friends in this position. Um, like, extremely hard. Um, and it's kind of shocked me, even people that I kind of thought I kn- knew well enough have pulled some stuff on me, shit stuff, <laughs> sorry, um, on me that I was really, really disappointed in. Um, I think it's hard for me because I just didn't grow up like that. Um, I wasn't raised to be that way towards people. And um, I really try to be the child that my parents raised and um, have some dignity about it. And so I think it's really hard now when people that you've known for a really long time just want favors and and want hookup. Um, And it's really, I don't know, it's hard because I can't, um, even like trying to make friends, you're like, I don't introduce myself as like, oh, I'm the editor. Like that sounds stupid. Like I just say, I'm Lindsay. Hi, what's your name? How are you? Um, and I think it's just hard because people, especially in New York, can be so about like who are you and who do you know and whatever. Um, and I'm just not like that. And so um, the friends that I do have, I've had for a really long time, um, and the people that are in my inner circle have I've honestly known since I was 16 or 17 so yeah sorry that's like a Debbie Downer answer (laughs) but yeah
1: but you could come to black girls texting events and turn to your neighbor and make friends friends that way like this room is has a bunch of black people black women men that you can be friends with so just keep coming (laughs) anyone else
3: Hello, Lindsay. My name is Serena. I'm from the UK. Um, uh, thank you for today. Like, it's been amazing, and I feel like there's a hundred questions I could ask you. Um, one of the questions I wanted to ask you was, how how did you break through the kind of, that glass ceiling, um, that glass wall? Like, in the sense of, I work in fashion in, in London, and I'm normally the only black girl every time in every job that I'm in, in terms of, like, more of a managerial position um so sometimes it's kind of difficult to see yourself going getting higher if actually you don't see yourself um so i just wanted to ask like how did you like what kind of mindset do you have in order to kind of keep climbing the ladder but without feeling despondent from not seeing other women that look like you
2: yeah um i haven't thought about this in a this conversation a while but um I remember I had a conversation with Stella, my old boss, um, and one day she just asked me. She was like, "Who do you look up to? Like, who do you want to be in this industry?" And I was like, "No one." That's the problem. Um, I think that um, there's people that I've always really respected and admired, but the truth that I know, um, and what what I know to be true, um, was meant to say, um, is that there really isn't someone as unapologetic as I am about it and I think that that's really hard because I don't, um, I always like obviously, you know, adored everything Andre Leon Talley did but he never helped any black people and that's a really hard thing to sit with um, and to feel because you know um, that, you know, when you're in that kind of position the kind of changes that he could have made could have changed people's lives. Um, Could have made a lot of things differently and I think that, um, I don't know, it's hard but I do feel like that also kind of oddly motivates me because there isn't that person there that I'm like, I mean, yeah, it's like everybody wants to be like Oprah or something like that but it's like, there's not like a direct person that I'm like, I wanna be that person. Um, So it's an odd, honestly odd motivating factor.
3: Hi, Lindsay. My name Hi. is Janiyah. Um, I have two quick questions.
2: Um, do you have any favorite black designers that are out now that interest you? Oh, a you? ton. Can you name like five? Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Get ready. Um, Hanifa that we just had yes. in our generation I next. I love Hanifa. Oh. It's incredible. Oh, wow. Everyone should buy Hanifa's yes. 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 Um Also, Tia, who lives here. Her, she was in our generation next. Slash by Tia is her brand name. Okay. And she's great. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Um, I mean, obviously Kirby is that a cop out? But Kirby's calls are really good. Um, I like um, what's her name? It's blanking on me. Hold on. Hold on, it's gonna come. I need to look look at my phone. Actually, <laughs> it was you. Let can me go your back. Phone
1: in the meantime. Okay. What, you look in your phone. I want you guys to introduce yourselves to the people sitting next to you. Let's make this a community because you guys aren't well. talking. You can look in your ph- like Oh, you don't, your phone? don't have your phone? Can you Why pass you me my phone? Words. Sorry. I have it. Get same. each other's Instagrams.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> a little mix and mingle.
2: Know, right? <laughs> it's like Noelle. I know. her name. <laughs> B Noelle? Is
0: that what uh, it is? Yeah. Noelle. Huh? Okay, Noel.
2: H and M collection. Why am I blanking
0: on that?
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. On dead, I can't help yeah. <laughs> it. H&M. If you think of it, we could also
0: post it later. We can put it in the show notes. Not like
2: it's now. True. I have to find it because I'm yeah. just like relentlessly
0: like. Look up H and M
1: collection. I think I found H&M. it. Hold on. If you're listening, you're gonna cut this part out of the podcast. Sorry, what do you mean? No, it's okay. <laughs> uh,
0: oh.
1: um, but by the way, that's the point of this, people, to like meet more people, you know? Honestly, so. the
0: sound, I wanted to use the word cacophony, just to like. Okay, writer. The cacophony of all of your voices as you all like mingled was so beautiful. Was. Chelsea and I were just sitting here cheesing at each <laughs> other. That is the
2: point. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Fee Noel is her name. Say
0: it again? Yeah. F-E-N-O-E-L. That's what N-O-E-L. That line, her, Noel. her line is beautiful. She was
2: part of the H&M capsule that was out a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Um but she has really like beautiful clothing on her own. That's not a okay. person. Sorry, that took way too long. No. It's all good. had to look cuz then I got obsessed with it.
1: And I want to shout out Friday because she dressed us one more. to yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <she's>, okay.
2: <laughs> what's what's your Instagram?
1: Oh, look at us. FBF. Okay. Yep, all metal hand working. Yes. Clothing. We went to um, yeah. I was going to oh, say ear I found us. Hey, she did us. Yeah. Wow. Um, I think we have time for like one. Oh, or and two Chanel more? is
2: my last. Sorry. She oh, won oh. five. Chanel oh. with an S. Oh, okay. Oh, gotcha. She's incredible.
0: Oh. I also wanted to shout out Christopher John Rogers, right? Who you oh, wrote about. But that's my friend, so I didn't want to say that. Um, <laughs> and CJR <laughs> is incredible. Yeah. So amazing. One
2: last uh, question. Um, yeah. What advice would you give to any upcoming black designers? Um. Well, I mean, speaking of Christopher John Rogers, we've had this conversation a lot. Um. I think it's really connecting with so many important people in the industry that are really trying to help um, and that don't like, you know, puff up your head and then not really actually give you funding or access some connections. Um, I think Brandis does an incredible job uh, that want, runs Harlem Fashion Row and she is in so many conversations with big brands, um, You know, she's given a lot of like designers, like you know, a design job at Target, which like obviously, like you don't you want to do your own thing, but that Target job pays really well. Um, She's just a really, really amazing force in the industry. I love her dearly. Um, Who else? Um, Fashion for All Foundation. um, Hana. She does an incredible job of like introducing young Black creatives and taking them to actual houses. So she took a bunch of. like high schoolers um, from Crown Heights, and took them actually to Italy, and they all went to the Gucci um, hub and actually saw how things were made there. Um, and she, so cool. like, actually makes strides to expose young black creatives um, to how things are made. Um, who else? I can come up with a list, honestly. It's a lot of people that I really that I that I know for a fact are doing really amazing things to try to help you know connect that gap and make the pipeline better. Um, but I think also it boils down to a lot of the brands that are like supporting the younger talent. Um, I mean, there's so few really successful Black designers, so when they are supportive, like I want to support them. So
1: yeah. I think I had you had one more.
2: Oh. She okay,
1: heard. one more. And I know you're jet lagged, so. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. Hi, I'm Savannah. I'm Hi. from Virginia. Um, I was just wondering what qualities you would say someone needs to work for or intern at a place like Teen
2: Vogue. Asia can probably answer that better than me. <laughs> oh, should we pass
1: the mic to Asia? Yeah, yeah pass the, the mic. mic to Asia. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Asia. <laughs> she said, "What qualities do, do I like in people that work for me?" Well, Lindsay likes somebody who works hard. Um, yeah, work hard, like no BS type of person. Just does the work and does the work for like the right reasons. And is not just trying to, I don't know, just be places and be doing stuff for clout. Mm-hmm. That was I a good answer, Asia. Good job.
1: I try. I try. <laughs> I learn a lot from Lindsay. Oh. <laughs> Um, well, thank you. On behalf of everyone in this room, and especially Glenn and I, and I'll speak for Shadé because she's tight that she's, she's not here. blowing up the
0: group chat, apparently. Um,
1: thank you so much for taking your time. I know you just jumped off the jumbo jet, as Glenn likes to say. <laughs> um, and we really appreciate it. Um, you all can find this recorded podcast. It'll be up on Wednesday? Yeah. Yeah. So... Thank you so much. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah. of course. Is there anything before we go that you would like to like plug or tell tell people to look out for? Or, I mean, you ain't got to plug I, I nothing. I do not want <laughs> to plug myself. Thank you so much, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you so much, everyone that came here. I'm dead serious. Talk to the people around you. Like, come on. Thank you. We appreciate it. Bye.